Welcome to Life of Angst. Known exaggerations and gross misconceptions. Visit our website at lifeofangst.com. This episode is sponsored by Live to Give Hope of Lebanon. Providing help to people in their hour of need, Live to Give Hope operates the Fostering Hope Closet and provides resources for families in Laclede and surrounding counties. Visit their website at livetogivehope.org. That's live, the number two, givehope.org. Welcome to the show. My name is Sarah, and today we're talking about Bennett Spring. Any discussion of Laclede County, Missouri would not be complete without at least mentioning Bennett Spring. This popular trout fishing spot has been a part of Laclede County's history for generations. Located on the line between Dallas and Laclede Counties, Bennett Spring, now a state park, is only 12 miles from Lebanon. According to the Missouri Department of Natural Resources, Bennett Spring and its valley have attracted visitors since the mid-19th century. Settlers found the spring-fed streams to be ideal locations for their grist and flour mills, and the wilderness around the stream was perfect for hunting. James Bryce was one of the first settlers in the area, and he built his first mill in 1846. Although several other mills were built at different times, the most successful mill was operated by Peter Bennett, Bryce's son-in-law. Bennett became the namesake for the spring, and the Spring Valley became a popular hunting and camping ground for farmers waiting for their grain to be milled. I sat down with my father, John Angst, a local pastor and lifelong Laclede County resident. I asked him what he knew about Bennett Spring. He described how the area became so popular in the 19th century. People would come there and and uh, bring their wagon loads of corn or whatever they need, needed ground, and they would a lot of times have to stay overnight waiting in line with their wagon because there'd be 50 wagons there. You know, all the families around wanted to get their corn ground and they all got ripe at the same time. And so they just made kind of a thing out of it. You know, it, it, it was so much easier to have the meal ground commercially than it was to try to do it. You know, if you had a hundred bushels of corn, it'd take you weeks to do it by hand. Plus, he didn't do as good a job. And uh, so they would just go and take their corn and, you know, any of their kids that were old enough to, you know, stay with them and they'd camp out, make a, a, a week of it or whatever. And sometimes there were two or three days down there, they could fish and swim, you know, and, hmm. and just have a good old time harvesting, basically getting their, their meal ground. So it was a popular place, uh, because of that, you know, mm-hmm. and that river was, there just weren't very many bridges across it. And so, uh, Bennett Spring had a, had some kind of a, uh, uh, bridge over the river fairly early, you know, and, and it was a popular place to, to cross right there. So being able to get people from Dallas County and, and, uh, Laclede County both, you know, was probably a lot of the reason that that was so popular. Plus, it was a fun place to go. You know, it was a good place to fish in that spring branch there. In November of 1869, the Buffalo Reflex, a newspaper out of Dallas County that's still in operation today, published an article about Bennett Springs. The headline reads, The Big Spring in Dallas County. Here's what the article says. A few days since, in company with a friend, we made a visit to what is known as Bennett's Big Spring. To most of our home readers, it's nothing new, 
as many of them have for years, depended on it to furnish the power to grind their wheat and corn. But there are others that are not aware that in a deep ravine of Dallas County rises a volume of crystal water that is among springs what the Missouri is among rivers. It's 18 miles from Buffalo and near the Laclede County line. We reached the valley after nightfall and stopped with Mr. Bennett, proprietor of the celebrated Bennett Mills. The next morning was clear and frosty. The course of the stream could be easily traced by the columns of vapor continually rising from the water. We wended our way up the narrow valley and were soon feasting our eyes upon the liquid wonder. The valley, at this point, is about 100 yards wide and surrounded on either side by almost perpendicular hills from 1 to 200 feet high. The spring emerges obliquely from under a ledge of a rock, whose surface is something lower than that of the valley. The action of the water during freshets has washed the surface of the rock bare for some distance around, and backwater from the spring stands over it to the depth of a foot. The top of the rock is nearly level, and the side from under which the water emerges is vertical and runs at an angle to the direction of the valley. The depth of the water next to the rock is about 30 feet, and it's so clear that an object of a bright color, no larger than a shot, is plainly visible at the bottom. The width is fully 40 feet, and from the rock to the ripple below is 60 feet. We waded into the brink of the slippery rock and gazed down at the pebbly bottom, apparently but a few feet beneath the surface, but by actual measurement is 30. On the sides, clusters of thick growth of water vegetation known to hunters as deer moss. Floating among this moss are myriads of fish that here find a home winter and summer. Some fine fellows with speckled sides that glistened in the morning sun like silver coins made their appearance. A citizen assured us they were two feet or more long, although they did not look so large to us. We wished to test the value of the water for bathing purposes, so we stripped off and took a small voyage in its crystal embraces. The pleasure of a bath in an almost bottomless spring on a frosty November morning may very justly be questioned, but then it was romantic. From an estimate based on the rapidity of the current and the width and depth of the channel, the spring discharges about 25,000 gallons per minute. Mr. Bennett, who has lived near it for years, says that it is now as low as he ever knew it. During a freshet, the water is thrown several feet in the air, forming a mammoth fountain. One mile from its source, it discharges its waters into the Niangua River. In that distance, it falls about 25 feet. Some idea of the amount of water afforded by this spring may be formed when the reader is told that at its confluence with the Niangara River, it is the larger stream of the two. Although the latter flows through a country abounding in springs, a distance of 50 miles before the junction is made, it now furnishes the power for a sawmill, a flouring mill, and a carting machine. By using improved water wheels and economizing power, it would run an immense amount of machinery from one year's end to another. It never freezes in winter nor dries up in summer so that there need be no stoppage the year round. Should the Laclede and Fort Scott Railroad run nearby, who knows but a manufacturing interest might spring up that would rival the wealth-producing streams of New England. Certainly, a cheaper and more certain power cannot be produced anywhere. To all lovers of the wonderful in nature, a trip to Bennett Springs will never be regretted. That article was written in 1869. In 1886, just a couple of months after Peter Bennett passed away, a state agent was reported as stocking the spring with trout minnows. An article from the Index in Hermitage, Missouri, from May 27, 1886, says, One of the state's fish cars was in Lebanon last week. Several minnows of the species California trout were placed in the Bennett Spring in Dallas County. 
What's the reason the Palm de Terre River couldn't be stocked with fish from the state hatcheries? We refer the subject to our local sports. In 1900, 40,000 mountain trout were deposited in Bennett Spring by the state fish commissioner. The Laclede County Sentinel from Lebanon, Missouri, on January 5, 1900, says, The Missouri Fish Commissioner's car was in the city last Friday, and 40,000 mountain trout were deposited in Bennett Spring. In three or four years, this supply should render Bennett Spring Branch, and in fact the whole Niangua River, splendid for trout fishing. In his 1909 novel, The Calling of Dan Matthews, Harold Bell Wright describes Bennett Spring, calling it Gordon's Mill. The novel is set in the fictional town of Corinth, modeled after Lebanon. By 1915, newspapers as far away as St. Louis, Kansas City, and even Kansas and Nebraska were mentioning this beautiful destination. Even in the early 20th century, visitors were coming from as far away as California. In early 1925, the state of Missouri purchased the Bennett's farm and the spring for $40,000. Bennett Spring became one of Missouri's first state parks. In the 1930s, the Civilian Conservation Corps had a camp at Bennett Spring. According to the park's website, the CCC, quote, contributed much of the present-day character of the park, building cabins, a shelter house, roads, trails, the arched bridge across the spring branch, and the rustic dining lodge, end quote. Today, the park attracts visitors from all over the world. Fly fishermen line the stream on opening day, and it is a sight to behold. You would be shocked at how closely people can stand together and still fish. A local author named Laura Valenti has written a series of novels centered around Bennett. The first in the series is titled The Heart of the Spring. These historical novels explore the history of Bennett Spring and interweave tales of family and romance. I grew up in Lickleed County, and I remember going to Bennett Spring a lot in my youth. We would fish in the stream, feed the fish at the hatchery, swim in the pool, and walk the trails. The Nature Center was always a favorite spot to visit. Our family has held a reunion at the park several times as well. My parents took me to the park, and I took my kids to the park. I hope one day my future grandchildren will also get to experience the beauty of Bennett Spring. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, corrections, or content suggestions, fill out the contact form at lifeofangst.com.